Oh, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Real Talk with Ray. I'm your magical host, Ray. It's been a minute since I've been on. Life moved really fast, really fast after those last couple episodes. But I guess that is the rule of thumb when you're busy hustling, chasing your dreams. But today, we're going to dive into that one topic everybody has been begging me to do a podcast about. It's confirmed. It's real. I'm no longer a loony bin. Aliens exist. And if you are a intelligent creature who is very self-aware, you already had the notion you couldn't be the only one in the vast universe. But here's the thing. People still aren't believing it. They're not believing it. We are in such a weird time The people don't give a flying rat's tail if there are aliens. They have other problems that are so much bigger than the existential crisis of the vastly wide unknown. That's how crazy our world has gotten. So we're going to do it. We're going to dive into my thoughts, my conspiracies, the validations I've had since age three. It's going to get weird. It's going to get funky. So buckle up, brew that cup of coffee, Roll that J, because it's about to get really weird on today's episode of Real Talk with Ray. And we are back. Hopefully you put on your tinfoil hats. I don't know how crazy this is going to get. For me, this is just normal life. This is stuff I have thought and felt and dealt with since I was as young as three. Three years old. Like, I know a lot of you think I am weird in a good way, right? Because you see how openly I express myself and like my different views and things. Um, but there's like weird shit that I've done my entire life that only the closest people to me know. And they love me still, but there's still that look on their face where they're like, is this shit even real? And I'm like, bro, I asked myself the same question because I am human. I am stuck in this collection of stardust meat suit, but I tell you, it is the most uncomfortable experience I've probably experienced in I don't know how many lifetimes, and I signed up for this shit. And at age three, age three, I had an experience that literally was a pivotal moment in my life that was the one thing that probably saved me from how my life could have went. And a short synopsis, because I've hit it in little episodes here and there, uh, a breakdown. My my home life was not great as a young kid. Uh, appearances to the outside world, we were fine. We were happy. We were great. We were thriving was not the case. It was not the case. Not behind closed doors. Uh, there was sexual abuse for my grandfather. I had physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse for my mother and my stepfather. And everybody loved to keep everything hush fucking hush, right? Like if I said something, oh no, that taints and tarnishes their image. And let me tell you, 
those circumstances are not great for any child. And I have had several therapists and I have this conversation of like, how the fuck am I this like, okay? You know what I mean? Like, how am I? Like, they, they say all the time, like, every single adult in your life was like rotten. Every pillar that was supposed to support you was not support. Like, what voice, what voice created that other inner track in your head? And like... I could never pinpoint to them and tell them because it's just fucking weird and I didn't want to get locked up. However, when I was three fucking years old, three fucking years old, I remember laying in my room and crying silently to myself, mind you, because I was not allowed to cry unless I was like actively bleeding and hurt. That was just like the rule, right? Like suck it up. Like you're fine. Uh, We don't cry for emotions because that's just getting attention or trying to and all that negative nasty 90s shit so couldn't sleep I don't remember what it was that upset me it was probably my mom and stepdad getting into like another fight Um, I was a very energy sensitive child uh, more so than typical children picking up on the environment um, like reading thoughts uh, predicting behavior um, and predicting things happening before they happen as young as three um so yeah I was crying in my room I was super upset um and it was like that upset like hole in your chest upset three like fucked up right then the light starts shining through my window getting really bright and I'm like whoa did the moon just get brighter because mind you forever always obsessed with the moon always stared at as a kid I was convinced the moon literally followed only me around okay um (laughs) I was always like he's right there he's right there it's always right there um but the light got so much brighter and before I could turn to look at my window I remember seeing figures translucent figures appear in the middle of my room and they're they're comforting me and now mind you I can't make out distinct features it's almost like light gray like see-through figures and I could like they were they couldn't see mouths but I, I was having a conversation with them so I don't know if it was like telepathy or what but they were consoling me I felt both male and female energy and it was like a lot of information at once and I just remember you know asking if I could go with them because they felt familiar I was like whoa I don't even know what this is but can I just can you take me with you like get me out of here like that's all I was thinking like get me out And they reassured me that they loved me and they were my family and I would be with them. However, I had I had things to do. I had a mission in life. I was supposed to help. And they uh, said they were always watching and that they knew that if they didn't come at this time, that it could get worse. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we just we need you to understand like you're not alone. No matter what these adults say to you, no matter what they do, no matter what they say about you, they're wrong. Repeat that in your head. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. And I was like, okay. And they're like, just no, they're wrong. Reiterating to me. And I'm like, okay. And they're like asking me to repeat it. I'm like, yeah, they're wrong. I, I, okay, you're right. But like, why am I here? And they're like, nope, you have to stay here. Like this, this is the circumstances to help mold you. Like this is what you chose. 
just know you're not alone. And I'm like, okay. And they left and I cried. And then I like sobbed because it was like, oh my God, I don't know who they are. I don't know where they went. I don't know how to get them back. Like as a kid, I'm freaking out. I'm like, whoa, I actually felt love and connection. And I didn't feel that as a child with the adults in my life, except for the exception of uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, and then my great-grandmother on my dad's side. My mom runs into my room trying to shush me before I wake up my stepdad because he wakes up early for work. And she walks into my room seeing me look out my bedroom window crying. And I'm like, I want to go with them. I want to go with my family. I miss my family. That's why I just kept saying. I miss my family. I want them back. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. And I was like freaking out. And she goes, baby, it was just a dream. I'm like, no, it wasn't a dream. They were here. They're gone. I don't know how to get them back. Like, I don't know how to call them. I don't know how to write them a letter. I was just like freaking out. Now, mind you, my grandparents lived across the street. And she was like, well, nanny and poppy are right there like they're not gone you can see them tomorrow and I'm like nope nope I want my family and even at a young age I was like how could this woman think that I'd want to even go over there like the only reason I go over there is for my grandmother by age three I can already like account for memories of being inappropriately touched and I would never want to go there especially at night at my grandparents you know what I'm saying like no no that's not safe either so even as young as three I had this encounter and that really did, I feel like, build that inner voice in my head because anytime my mom or my stepdad came to attack me, I would disassociate and just remember and almost go back to that moment when I was three and having them tell me, nope, they're wrong, they're wrong. And then sometimes that would like, piss off my parent because they would see me disassociate and they're like oh let me guess I'm wrong you don't believe me and I'm thinking oh god they can read my mind fuck um but I still stayed the course and my therapists have told me several times like I don't know who put that thought in your head to stick your ground and to disassociate in a way that you protect yourself not just like zone out But in that moment, you're zoning out and like telling yourself the correct thing, the right thing to understand in that moment. They're like, even at a young age, like we, someone had to have put that in your head. And I'm like, I cannot account for any physical adult who ever gave me that advice. And I have a really good fucking memory. So even with the disassociation, like I can meditate and recall that shit if I want to. Don't always do it but it's possible. It's in there. Everything is in your mind. So even as young as three, I had that thought. And I kid you not, from then on out at a young age, I always had a bag packed under the foot of my bed. Because I'm like, if they come back one night, if they come back to check on me, I'm going. I don't know. I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to grab my bag and go. Like I was ready. And the funny part is like, I can still visually like see that bag in my mind it was like this old school like plastic vinyl suitcase type with handles it was like purple uh on the like edges with teal trimming and then it had looney tune on the outside 
and you unzipped it. It was like a little kid's suitcase without like having like the hard material. And I kid you not, that bag stayed updated and packed and under my bed until I was 17. 17. And that was another huge turning point in my life. Um, it was like another moment where I felt like I had like a visitation uh, in a couple different senses. So throughout my childhood, like from three until 17, I always had weird shit happen to me. Um, I would be able to sense when somebody was sick before they was sick. Uh, I would be able to like massage and now as a, an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know how I did this at a, as a kid. But when my grandmother had migraines when she was younger, I was massaging like her pressure points. No one taught me. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making you feel better. And I would massage her pressure points and focus on colors. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, I was literally like almost like Reiki healing her, like energy healing her at age three. And I had a quote unquote, my adults in my life called it an imaginary friend. I don't think it's an imaginary friend when it only shows up in one place and only one they want. I couldn't summon him when I wanted to hang out with him. Uh, there was a documentary in high school that my mom watched where these very highly gifted children would see a spirit of a Native American boy named Guglia, and he would give them knowledge and teach them about the land and, you know, teach them about the earth. And I was like, holy, yeah, that was that was my Guglia. Like, I know that sounds so, like, I don't even know where I got that name. But I was like, yeah, his name's Guglia. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yep, I could still describe him to you today. I'd even like, they would be like, do you want to uh, leave him some food? Or like, they'd be like, do you want to invite him to a tea party? I'm like, first of all, he doesn't really drink that. And second of all, he can't really eat our food. Like he's already told like, and it was like this, I, it was weird. It was weird. It, what, that's not an imaginary friend. Unless I was just fucking weird and logical with an imaginary friend. But that's not generally how that goes. So I don't know. But yeah, he only showed up at my grandparents' house and they lived way out uh, in the Niles Pines estates and out by Barren Lake. So, and there's tons of pine trees and shit. And I'm sure, I am sure that there is a lot of different like settlements there back in the day. I used to find Indian beads in the dirt. So I believe it. I wholeheartedly believe it. The first time I saw him, he was walking out of the woods. So, you know, who knows? But that shit continued all throughout my life. Um, I used to have a horrible time sleeping. When I would fall asleep as a young child, there would be just these white faces of different people flying at me and all different emotions, but like all trying to like, I don't know how to explain it, like communicate or draw my energy or get me to do something for them like they needed something for me every time I closed my eyes it was just like at least I don't know 10 5 to 10 at a time coming towards me in slow motion and I would just have to dismiss it away uh, I had a couple ghost experiences as a kid 
some weird ones. And then when I hit my teen years, then it got scary weird. Then it got negative, like oppressive weird. Um, There is one moment. And here's the thing, too. As much as my caregivers in my life were not very supportive, the one thing that I think was probably crucial is my mom did believe in the same shit that I did as far as like that woo-woo aliens like ghosts are real she used to have similar experiences when she was younger but as an adult she didn't have it as much and so there was one night I can remember specifically that my door was open it was just my mom and I home and her boyfriend at the time my sisters were at their dad's and I didn't normally have my door open this was when I was 16 16 or so and uh no I lied to you I was like 14 but still I was a teenager my door was almost always closed but my mom and I were actually having a good day that day and kind of getting along and she still had her bedroom door open and it just felt like really good energy in the house for once like it felt open it felt light I don't something that didn't always happen in that house and I'm in my room and for once I don't have my radio going I'm just chilling in bed reading a book and there was always a plastic cup you know the plastic cup the mashed like the toothbrush holder and the soap holder and shit in the 90s that you would rinse your mouth with and I heard it fall into the bathroom sink and spiral to the bottom but I jumped and then I laughed at myself because I'm like, why did that feel unsafe? And then I remembered the cup wasn't in the bathroom. It was in the dishwasher and I hadn't brought it up yet. And then my brain starts to logic shit out real quick. And then I hear my mom go, Rachel, like really? And I was like, mom. And she was like, okay, you heard that? I was like, yeah. And she goes, did you bring the cup up yet? And I'm like, no. And then she was like, Pat, did you bring? And we're all just still sitting in our rooms. Like the energy changed. The energy was thick. None of us wanted to move. Even her boyfriend, Pat, was like, uh, I don't feel comfortable. It was like we heard no other noise but the cup fall, right? But it changed the energy in the house and it didn't feel good. So we finally coax him to go check the bathroom and he's silent. He gets to the bathroom, walks to the end of the hall and nothing. And my mom and I are like peeking our heads out at this point because we're like dying to know like what the hell because it feels weird. And he is white as a fucking ghost. And he's like searching the whole bathroom. It's not a big bathroom. It's got like a standing shower tub, a toilet and a sink. It's probably freaking not even a 10 by 10 room okay and he goes you guys there is nothing in the trash can on the floor in the sink on the tub or knocked over but it was that distinct sound because there have been so many times my sisters or we have accidentally knocked the cup into the sink right and we know the sound you know this there's just certain sounds in your house you're like i know what that is that's a sump pump that's a dishwasher that's this pipe that's the heat you know at least for me like i'm that way i know what every sound is 
and there was nothing. They go to their room and shut the door. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So I'm freaking out and the energy just changes. As soon as they turned off the light in the hallway and closed their door, it felt like there was a presence at my door and it was a tall, dark figure. I I can't explain it to you. It just didn't feel safe. And I freaked out and I'm like, breathe, breathe. It's nothing like logicking it away. Like, Rachel, you're just getting scared because of the cup thing. There's actually nothing there. Mom normally closes her door at night. So do you just get up and close it off. Like, close the door. Just get up and close the door. And I couldn't. And I was just praying that I would move. And the most I could do was grab my remote from my uh, stereo and turn it on because I always slept with the radio on low anyway for some sort of noise. And I turned it on, had it on low. And I was like, all right, close your eyes and go to sleep. So I tried to close my eyes and go to sleep. And then my radio cut out. It just went silent. And I look at it. The light's still on. I'm like, did the radio cut out? So I have like the remote right by my hand. So I just move my hand. I grab the remote and I go to flip to another radio station. Nothing. So I flip back to the station I was on. I'm like, weird. And I go to turn up the volume. The radio turns on again. I was like, cool. Set it down. I'm laying there for a few minutes. Finally start to get comfortable. I'm about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, I feel that presence next to my bed. My radio cuts out and I feel like I'm being pushed into my bed. And I couldn't move. And I couldn't do anything. And I felt like this the pressure on my chest growing. I was freaking out. I couldn't call for my mom. And honestly, it wasn't even a relationship where I would have been like comfortable to call her because there's no visible threat right? Like she would have just like excused it away. Um, And in that moment, it felt like a very real threat. And I am not prone to like sleep paralysis. I've never had that in my life. This is the only experience I've ever had. And I was fully awake. Like I wasn't asleep yet because I was still so worried about what was happening. I was just finally closing my eyes and relaxing my body until this happened. And then all of a sudden I started um, to like almost ask for help. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't, I don't know where, like I didn't know who I was asking. I didn't know who I was calling because I was not a religious person and it was not like I was begging God in that moment to help me. But I was like, wherever you are, like if you're watching, can you help? It was like almost caught, like subconsciously calling back the family from when I was three. And in that moment, I kid you not, my window started to glow that figure started to dissipate and I felt them in the room. And then as soon as I said thank you, they left. I grabbed my remote to my stereo and the, and I turned it up and I'm like, what the heck? Because like it kept getting turned down. I'm like, he wasn't turning it off. He was just turning the volume down, which was really weird. After that moment, I kind of started doing some research over the next couple of years because more intense reactions, premonitions started to happen. And I started on meditating a way to not experience these things, to almost find whatever switch in my brain 
that was turned on and turn it off. Like I was an angry, resentful teen at 16 or 17 because at that point I had been so beat down by so many things and then I had all of this extra premonition shit happening and I just didn't have the energy and the capacity to deal with it and I'm like man I know I can't necessarily do anything about the physical crap that I have to go through and like what life situation I'm like living in but if there's a way I can turn off a switch on my brain or convince myself I'm not experiencing this stuff and have more energy back let's do that I was like I'm done cut ties over don't want whatever this is over it let me be normal and I did I meditated on that for a long while and then I remember I was at work and I was 17 just lost my great-grandmother on my mom's side uh just got back from a trip from Canada connecting with family up there who have like similar views that I do about spirits and energy and things like that, which was cool. Um, and I was the only one at work. I worked at Simplicity Pattern and Niles, big warehouse. And I was working in between shifts for extra cash. And I was in the very back of the warehouse, um, just doing like specialty, like box pattern shipping. I was zoning out, listening to the music there. And all of a sudden, the music cuts out, I pause, and I lift my head, because this is probably two years, three years after the incident in my bedroom, and I had never had that happen since then. It cuts out, and all of a sudden, I see at least three white figures from my right side of my peripheral vision almost like fly and rush towards me and they're like Rachel and I jumped the rubber band in my hand snapped and I froze because then I realized I was still standing alone in that fucking factory and I audibly heard my name and jumped and there was nothing there was nothing there that moved there was nothing there that reflected there was nothing that could have caused that weird subconscious flex. Now, I understand even now as an adult, my subconscious was completely on overdrive when I was younger, constantly working to keep me safe in fight or flight mode. But there was nothing there. And I was so terrified. And I left. And I took a break. And I went into my car. And I meditated on like closing that switch again. Then I kid you not. A few days later, my mom and I were headed to Indiana for a movie. I don't even remember what we were going to see. It was in the fall time. We were going at like 7 or 8, so it was already getting dark or already dark. We're backing out of her driveway. Now, mind you, she lives out by Niles Buchanan Road. There's houses out there and stuff, but there's not a lot of businesses. There's not... A lot of craziness that happens out there traffic wise some planes here and there but we're backing out of the driveway and she goes oh my god Rachel and I'm like what because at this point I have a cell phone so I'm down looking at it texting friends you know 
she's like, look up. And I look up and we are staring at like five or six lights in a V formation just hovering above our neighbor's house, like directly across the street from us. And she was like, do you hear anything? I was like, no. And she goes, that's weird. Like, that's not a normal plane. It's not even moving. It was just hovering. And the weirdest part about this is this memory is so jumbled in my head. And anytime I've tried to like meditate to see if I can like remember it, the weirdest thing is every time I just, this is how the memory goes. We see those lights. We're like, whoa, they're not moving. We stare at them for a few minutes, you know, as we're like waiting to drive forward because we back out and we're just like both looking. We're like, yeah, they're not moving. So then we start driving, right? And we start going around this little curve in our neighborhood, starting to go on our way. And we still look and we're like, they're not moving. And then we stop and we roll down our windows And then it slowly moves over us again. And then it zips off. That was the first memory I had, right? And then it just, it's gone. And then it was weird because you're like, it was just here. And then it was absolutely gone. And you know, as a human, planes don't disappear that quickly from line of sight, no matter how low or how high they are when you have a clear night sky. You see that go for quite a ways. And it was just there and then it wasn't. So for when pe- when people question that, like, did I even just see? Like, I understand why your human brain or our human brain logics the shit out of that. Because even I was like, whoa, I don't do drugs, but am I on them? Like, <laughs> what? And the craziest part is when I, you know, was older a few years ago, I told that to somebody. I think it was Sean. It was my friend Sean. And he was like, well... <laughs> do you ever think something happened? Like, that's a very fragmented memory, especially for someone like you who loves those experiences. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, do you think you got abducted? And I was like, I'm sad if I did and I'm still here. Like, what the? Come on. Um, But I kid you not, it was probably two years ago, I meditated to try and remember what happened. And I I remember the most I can get, the most I got. And it's really weird because it's like I'm not I'm not supposed to remember. It's like my brain won't let me or I don't know what stops it. But I meditated and everything was the same except for when we got to that second location around the curve when we opened the windows. I got out. My mom was frozen. I approach the beam of light coming down, I'm talking to four entities, and then I remember nothing. I just get back in the car and we go. And I remember seeing them zip. And the most I can get from that is that happened shortly after I tried to meditate and turn off whatever gift, switch, whatever it was for me that I was experiencing all of this extra shit. And the, the, the vibe, it's like the, the impression that is left from them communicating is turn that shit back on. 
That's no, that's not the plan. The plan, the plan was to keep that on and keep going, not turn it off. Like, they almost didn't know that I knew that I could do that or they didn't think I'd figure it out or they didn't think it could happen. And they're like, whoa, hard halt, reassess, let's all get back on the same page, remember, cool, go. I was like, whoa, okay. Because again, that was just one of those moments where it was like even my mind itself, I was like, okay, well, if I have to keep it on, how do I handle it? And that's when I found yoga. Kid you not. Because uh, I was already trying to like meditate. And I didn't realize it was meditating. It was more just like me trying to like focus and like remember. But it was breathing. It was relaxing. It was going into that state. And I realized that. And I realized yoga and started getting into that stuff. But let me tell you, I have had crazy experiences all throughout my life. And to say that there is not something else out there is ignorant at an all-time high. That's just what I believe. Um, I know there's so many different theories on exactly what ETs are. And I I don't think our brains would actually comprehend what they are and what we are until we can evolve a little bit more. You know, like once we're done paying to live on a free planet, I think we'll start to evolve. I remember getting in so much trouble in history class growing up, which I didn't think I liked history until I was older and started watching my own documentaries on my own instead of the stupid school ones. Because every fucking documentary we watched was about a war was about somebody conquering somebody else and how many people they killed and what their people did and spoils of war. I kid you not. It wasn't until college that I got into like ancient history and that I was like, oh, oh. At that point, I almost was like, can I do a full like, I don't know, 360, 180, and just go ahead and uh, become an archaeologist? Can I just go discover history? (laughs) Like, can I do that? Um, That was where I learned, oh, no, there is a specific view of history that wants to be taught, and then there is so much more rich history out there to be learned. And at this point, I could tell you there's probably very few documentaries about the things I love that I haven't seen. But again, a lot of those documentaries are really cool because they are based around science. They are based around open ideas. I know from a young age, I was obsessed with whales. Um, There was like this National Geographic CD that my nanny had, my grandmother, um, that I would put into the computer. And it was like basically like National Geographic put together like videos and like these books and these audible books on the computer to learn about whales and the sound of them was so soothing I was like they're talking I just don't know what they're saying and you know my grandmother's like yeah some people think they are I'm like no they are you can't hear that like they're having full conversations I just don't understand I was like almost just bummed that I couldn't listen it was I knew they were talking and everybody's like oh she's so cute Well, guess what? (laughs) Science now dictates they are speaking. 
in full languages, and now scientists have actually been able to speak to them and get them to respond in an intelligent response. Yes, look it up. Fathom, Apple TV+. Plus. I've watched it like seven times. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. I also believed those scientists had never found proof that there was life and still is some form of life on other planets in our solar system. I swore it when I was younger. I was like, there's no way. I was like, they're just looking at the outside. And everybody's like, what? I'm like, don't you think there's a little bit more surface area inside of a planet? Like, what if there's no atmosphere, but maybe these people have found a way to live within the planet, right? I also believed that there could be aliens on our planet. We have such sparse locations. I'm like, if they are technically advanced, they could be in the ocean because we don't know what the fuck's down there. We know like 10% of that. Don't even get me started on my theories of the ocean. Love the ocean. I think it is beautiful. I love the dance between the tides and the moon. I love dolphins and octopus and whales. I think they are marvelous and just beautiful, intelligent creatures. But you will not catch my ass on a cruise. You want to know why? Because I love the sea and the ocean so much. I respect that shit. I respect it. I'm no, mm -mm. when I'm out there, that's their territory. Leave it to the fishes. Leave it to the fishes. I am not going to be the best swimmer. I'm not going to be able to put my hand on a shark's nose and tell it to go the fuck away. No. No. Do I hope that if I were in the ocean and needed help, a whale or a dolphin would sense my energy and my respect for them and come save me? Wholeheartedly, yeah. But I'm not willing to risk my life to find out. Um, but I do believe that if there are UAPs, uh, yeah, they're hiding in the ocean for multiple reasons. Because if they can traverse through space, I think they can traverse through water. Well, it just feels a little too simple. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they have to be suitable ships to go through several different atmospheres, wet or not. Um, just makes sense. They would be able to hide easily. Just makes sense. Um, and here we are in the age of 2023. And now there are people actively saying, yeah, no, this might be a real thing. Uh, there's specific UAPs coming up over here. We now have some people from the government who have said they have gone to underwater bases. Um, so again, again, listen to the children. They might have wild theories, but they are always in that awesome creative flow from like, I feel like from age si three to like age six, it is a very beautiful age. They can communicate. They can openly share their thoughts and feelings. And even my child has said several times to me and he goes, yeah, mom, when I was um, your dad and I'm like, what? Like he recalls at one point he was my dad. My kid has said several times that he has lived for hundreds and billions of years. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, mind you, I have never shared my theories with my children. Okay. Uh, I just recently told my oldest that aliens are real and he doesn't believe me. <laughs> like, again, like, there is such that stigma. He's like, mom, you're pulling my leg. I'm like, babe, I wish I were. 
Like, come on. Like, think, I'm, like, trying to get him to think about it. I'm like, Liam, come on. Like, I love aliens because I think they're real. And I think that'd be cool to meet other people and other civilizations and learn and exchange knowledge. Like, that's just cool. That's just how we learn. And he goes, they're not real. Okay. All right. But, yeah, it's just – and then my youngest is space-obsessed. He he is determined that there's a planet out there, and he's told me the name of it, that is waiting for him to discover it. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope you find it. That would be really awesome. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But I definitely, I believe it all. Call me crazy. Keep your tinfoil hat on. But there's so much that our brains don't understand. They're just now learning that trees are smarter than we think they are, which I'm like, hi, hello, duh. They've been here longer than we have. Like, come on. Just because something doesn't have thumbs, just because something doesn't build skyscrapers and barter with money doesn't mean it's not intelligent. There are so many different forms of intelligence, and I think the human race is not as high up on the hierarchy as we'd like to think we are sure we found a way to keep these other animals away from us but have you seen all the videos recently of wild animals finding ways to communicate or even ask humans for help to save them or to save someone else in their little pack or finding really creative ways of getting foods from us like they're also evolving we're just not paying attention like, thank God we everyone's got a freaking camera in their hand or we would, you know, like, or nobody would be paying attention to it. I think it's hilarious. I think we underestimate knowledge. We're finding that water holds memory. Water and vibration can create a picture. They can create 40 shapes and bubbles with frequencies. Like, there is just a very deep, inherent, natural knowledge and connection throughout the entire universe. And the human race is just too egotistical to get back to it. Like our ancestors were not funny people. Like they would tell stories, but when they wrote this shit down, when they said these people from the sky showed up and they had on these suits and they had all this technology we're like, whoo, they were really hitting the peyote. No, I mean, maybe, but <laughs> so many accounts for this. And we have to put it in the perspective of their limited knowledge. Like, come on, come on. Not to shatter people's belief systems, but I'm afraid of what happens to the world when we find out God was an alien. A man from the heavens. You mean a man from the sky? That's an extraterrestrial, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, does it mean that the lessons and the things they tried to teach us are irrelevant? No. But I'm sure if they came back, they'd be like, holy shit, we gave you a list of 10 fucking rules. What did you do? You took those 10 basic rules of living life and separated everybody? And created nuclear weapons for fucking why? We give you 10 simple steps to follow. Like, I could only imagine. I could only imagine. Come on, from like a... Guys, 
we're failing as a human race we're failing but i will say i'll take that back we're not failing because there are enough people lately that are meditating are becoming mindful that are shifting everybody else so be grateful to your yogis and your mindful people Um, and this is real science by the way real science just like a tuning fork right if you take one tuning fork ding at one pitch ding at the other pitch and hold them side by side the frequencies will then begin to equalize and they will become the same that is just pretty much the laws of the universe. Everything tries to equalize to be a similar frequency because then it can all interact, right? Otherwise, it's competing. One goes over the other. One cancels out the other. No. This energy is the same for humans. There was a study done where they took 100 monks to an inner city that had a huge growing crime rate. Nobody knew except for the people that were in the experiment and stayed locked in the experiment. And they wanted to prove that if only 1% of the population were to meditate and just do like an open meditation for sending love and light and being mindful and calling that energy forth, then you can raise the general awareness and consciousness of everyone around them. So to prove this, what they took 100 monks into this inner city had them stay in this apartment building food and stuff was brought to them they didn't leave and they spent their time meditating enchanting and i believe which is awesome it was one of my favorite chants which is oh mani padme hum which is pretty much just like a protection it is just like love light protection sending that out to like everyone for like the general oneness they did this for one month the crime rate dropped 10 percent 10 percent just by them meditating just by them adding that higher frequency tuning fork into that area they were able to help change the energy influence it even if it were just 10 percent 100 people change 10% of the crime rate. I mean, come on. And they have been showing studies that more of the world is meditating and that the general consciousness is becoming higher. So guys, I mean, maybe you should jump on board. It only benefits you. And then the positive effect is it can positively affect the people around you, not only because you're being a better person, but you're raising the general awareness of Earth. Hey, if we can do this enough, maybe we can get people to stop being assholes, not merging left when people are coming on an off-ramp, get everyone to use four-way stops correctly, dismantle all the nukes, maybe start using jobs for gaining more knowledge and art and perspective for the human race and if we're going to build robots and ai have them do the menial tasks have them do the factory things and open up different jobs more education more learning and guess what not paying for learning gosh just vote me in for president i'll wreck this shit i'll get 
all the information on the aliens, give you guys the truth, and then we're all going to come together and rework this shit because how it's going now, it ain't vibing. It ain't vibing. And I really hope, in a sense, (laughs) that the ETs come and help us. Now, Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer, if you have not watched any of his things, I highly recommend. Um, oh, yes, by the way, hey, 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 also forgot this fun experience. Um, at the beginning of summer, la la la, feels so long ago, oh my god. The beginning of summer, um, I had a fun experience where I was in my backyard stargazing and I was watching all of the stars. I was, and it was really cool because one looked a little green, one looked a little red, you know, some were white and yellow. And my son even came out with me at one point and he goes, mom, does that one look green? I'm like, yeah. Now mind you, no, it was not a plane. Yes. I know the planes and have the green and the red lights as they're coming and going, but these lights did not move once. And when they did, it was only like the small shift that a star would before it settles into the next spot. Like it never left our line of sight. And we were out there for like 30 minutes. But also while I was out there, uh, right before he came out to join me, I was just looking at all the stars and I had just meditated uh, before I went outside. And I did a meditation I had never done before. Uh, I do it regularly now. Um, but I just started to breathe. I focused on all of my chakras first and just started imagining that there was no blockages, that I had a good flow of energy. And then all of a sudden it was like the center of my brain. I was very aware of the most center point of my brain. And there was a small like almond shaped gold thing. Uh, which it's funny because I looked it up. I'm pretty sure that's that the pineal gland. And that is what is technically depicted on like Buddha and Ganesh and all of the other entities. Like that third eye is essentially them trying to depict the pineal gland because they were so advanced and used this for a hyper awareness. Um, and you can grow and affect your pineal gland through meditation. So I thought that was really interesting because I looked it up afterwards and I was like, Whoa, that's really cool. Um, so I did that meditation and I felt it like grow and like bring more golden light to my brain. And I felt like an immense amount of like love and light and it felt so good. And I went outside. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit out here. Um, and at first I didn't have the idea of calling for contact. Um, I don't know if it was like a mixture of just my state of mind or what happened, But of course, I was outside and I was like, man, it would be like really cool if they did just show up like a little, a little E.T., you know, like Stephen Greer's like uh, making fifth contact. I'm like, that would be cool. I know a lot of people do it in groups, but I don't want to be egotistical enough, but I love meditating and I'd love to be able to put myself in that headspace to be able to just get little blips of validation. You know, like I don't need to at this point. I feel very secure that they're there in a weird way. Um, But in my mind, I was like, I just need validation every once in a while. A little like a little wave. Like we're still here. We didn't go anywhere. Like we're still doing the thing we need to do. Um, And I kid you not, a light showed up 
And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. And it like got brighter and I got a little closer and I felt, it's hard to explain. It felt just like when I was younger where my eyes almost started to water. Like I was so overcome with like love and joy. Like it is weird. It is so weird. I am not an emotional person. Like I do not happy cry. I mad cry. <laughs> like I frustrated cry, like breaking point cry. Very rarely is it happy tears. Like I'm just happy when I'm happy. Tears are not an expression in my in my natural range for love or adoration or gratitude. It just isn't. But in these experiences where I've had these moments where I experienced whatever it was, I did cry tears of joy and like pure ecstasy and I was just sitting back there like, oh my God, it, it is, it's real, oh my God. And then it just kind of like blipped from side to side in a weird way, like it was just like dancing. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you for showing up. And then as soon as it was there, it was gone. And I was like, whoa. And then afterwards, my son came out and then it was cool because he even validated that he saw the different colors in the stars that were sitting out there, but... Yeah, that even happened just, we're in August, that happened in May, June, July, oh yeah, only three months ago, wow, these last three months, they felt like six, wow, that's heavy, why does that feel heavy, do you ever feel that where all of a sudden you realize not as much time has passed, but still doesn't change how much time feels like it passed? And not in a bad way. It's just I've been so busy that you would think all the things I've done, I've done that longer than three months. But I guess, no. Weird. Anyway, time. It's a fickle thing, isn't it? Isn't it? And here's the thing, guys. If if we go through the facts of how space works, if we want to talk about more weird, <laughs> it's probably real shit. When we look in a telescope and we're looking at these systems, millions and billions and thousands of light years away from us, doesn't matter how far, essentially when we're looking at it, the distance is generally so far, we're looking through time. Let's not forget that, okay? We're looking through time. Now, if those people or entities... I don't want to say people. I don't know how they would identify. Those entities or beings um, or souls from another galaxy or star system come to visit us, would they not be essentially time traveling? If science works the way science works, and I believe it does, that means time travel is real. We just haven't figured it out. The government has already confirmed that remote viewing is real and that manifesting is real, which can confirm, can do both. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, I can only do it with uh, people that I have strong connections with. It's not like I can just be like, hey, I'm going to remote view on you. Uh, that doesn't work. Um and sometimes it's like the person thinks of me and then it's almost like it rings. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll try. 
Uh, so energy, right? Like we have connections with people. If I try to give you a visual to explain the feeling, it's the best I can do. My Aquarius mind and my Cancer fucking moon. So the way I view it is like each relationship, there are threads. And like if I connect with someone, it's like a, a little small whitish silver cord from me connects to them. Okay, especially people that I have like an instant deep connection with or someone that I instantly become friends with or feels like very familiar, even though we just met. That happens a lot. I've met a lot of people that have even said to me like, whoa, have we known each other before? I'm like, yeah, not this time, not in this life. We do now. But yeah. Um, so when I meet them, it's like I see the silver cord come out and connect to them. Um, and depending on that relationship... Um, sometimes the cord grows thicker. Uh, sometimes it gets braided. Uh, sometimes it changes colors when it's like I need to be aware of something. Uh, and there's sometimes I feel like the people on the other end of the cord, if they think of me, it almost feels like they like pluck that cord and my awareness goes to them without realizing it because that my subconscious is like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, oh. And then it's almost like I have like a little daydream slash image in my head of them and where they're at and what they're doing. Um, And sometimes I reach out to them. Sometimes I don't because it's weird. I'm just I don't want to be like, oh, my gosh, I just had this weird vision of you doing this. Um, But when I do, they're like, that's weird. I was just doing that. Like, okay, sorry. Yeah, that is weird. Um, But that has also come in handy when um, the people that I have these connections with, like I told you, like I can sense when people are sick. Um, so there's been times where like I felt a thread go off and I instantly check in with that person. Are you okay? Are you feeling good? And they'll be like, no, I'm not feeling good. I'm under the weather or I'm sick. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like I felt it. I'm sorry. Or if someone's down and having a bad day, I can feel that. Um, and I'll reach out to them and they're like, how'd you know? A little string told me. Um, (laughs) so yeah, life is weird. Aliens are real. I probably am one of them stuck in this meat suit here with you guys. I promise I'm happier about it than I sound. (laughs) Some days, some days. It's just my heart breaks. I've always had, like, these what the fucks. Like, why do we have hungry people when there's food that goes... And, like, here's the thing. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't just take money away. The whole infrastructure would fall. Sorry if that noise sounded weird. I just, like, cleaned off my little mouse pad. Um, But, no, even at a young age, I remember my family saying, well, you better finish all that. There's kids in Africa starving. And dead ass I looked at my stepdad one time I'm like well could we just send him what I don't finish because I feel bad I can't eat all this can we just give him the rest can you send it to them why are we throwing it in the trash like even at a young age I'm like don't threaten me with this if we're not going to find a fucking solution you know what I'm saying like why do we have to have poor people why why do not saying like ew poor people but i'm just saying there is so much money and food and resources in the world as much as we say we don't have it 
There are so many fucking abandoned buildings and structures and wasted resources. There are so many building projects that companies have built billions of fucking dollars of resources and time and materials and the shit just failed. If we can spend a billion dollars on the Lord of Rings on Amazon Prime and it's fucking shit, why can't we put that money towards something else? Why can't we put a cap I mean, I don't want to be that person. That sounds like weird capitalism. But if you have billions of dollars, I'm sorry, if you hit a certain fucking tax bracket of money where you hit generational wealth, that's cool. That's great. But I think a certain percentage of that you need to give back to everybody else. Because there are so many tax breaks and crazy things that go on. Like, there is no reason for us to be in the state that we are in, in this world. Because we created all of these problems. We created money. We, we did this. We act like it's just the way that it is. And I'm like, it, it is the way that it is because we made it the way that it is. So, ETs, extraterrestrials, my little fam up there, wherever you are, help us fix this shit, please. <laughs> please like this is just not okay and everyone knows it's not okay especially because everyone's more concerned about how much they're paying for rent than the vast knowledge that can come from communicating with an extraterrestrial race like come on our world is falling apart like we're gonna fall apart before global warming kills us at this point okay ETs, please help us please anyway guys that's it that's all i'm telling you they're real they're here i'm weird i've experienced them and you can think i'm weird or not but at the end of the day i have grown such a confidence because all of my weird woo woo ideas are being proven with science right now and i'm just gonna shout this one out so you know, my FBI agent that listens to me, if you want to forward this to the big brains and maybe cut me like 10% of the profits, broski, I'll never say a word. However, we're trying to find a way to quickly traverse through space and travel. And they have discovered that dark matter is always there. And that's weird. It never diminishes. It's always the same amount. It's, it's everywhere. Like, it's everywhere, pretty much, even though the universe is continuously expanding. So that means as the universe expands, this is somehow like regenerating or replenishing itself enough to still keep its hold and balance. It's We don't understand how this energy works. And I'm like, hmm, are we saying that maybe dark matter out there or what we call dark matter, as I'm doing air quotes you can't see, is a renewable energy source that's all around us that we would be able to have an engine literally suck up whatever dark energy is around us and use that as fuel do we think that's how the aliens are doing it like i'm not gonna lie i have a gut feeling once we figure out dark energy that's how we're gonna be able to like really do it or hear me out hear me out maybe they already know this maybe they already know this steven greer call back to my bro man dude knows what's up has said several times he is working on getting the government to release and work through doing zero-point energy by 2026. 
that's not that far away. And that's really fucking exciting. Because if we already know we have renewable energy sources, why aren't we using them? Yeah, because we don't want those old rich white folks to lose their money. Fuck them. Sorry, if you are depleting our planet, your business is a no-go, sir. Find something else. You're rich enough, you never have to work a day in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Let's stop. Let's stop ruining the planet and paying people to do it. Right? And then complaining that the planet is in disarray. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Just a thought. Throwing it out there. So, one day, maybe we'll find out that dark matter all around us is what they use for zero point energy. Or maybe it's using frequencies. Who knows? Right? Who knows? Tesla was on to something, and they stole all of his work, so who knows what they did with that? I could keep going, guys. Like, the amount of wacky that I've encountered in my life or experienced in my life, it's insane. Like, I have predicted deaths. Not saying that's a fun one. Um, probably, at this point, three or four three or four accurate predictions. And it's not like, I'm like, hmm, I think someone's always going to like expire. No, it's like, I'll be just doing my own thing. And the best way to describe it is like something punches through the front of my heart chakra, out through the back of my heart chakra, and I feel sick to my stomach. And then I generally get a flash of the person's face and like numbers or like I'll see like a like so many you know how calendars have like months like sometimes they'll be like you know like so many squares for so many months and I'm like what and now I'm not saying I predict it down to the day there's been one that was down to the day the others were down to the month which is not cool it's creepy I don't like it it's creepy but I will say each of those instances, it felt more like, the best way I can describe it is, though it sucked, and I didn't like having that thought in my head, right? Because I'm like, I don't want that thought in my head. I don't want to think that when I see them. And then what am, what am I going to do when it actually happens? Um, but the first time that it came true, um, it was a sad thing. It was a sad thing for me. It was someone who, you know, wasn't biological family but by all means was a very important role in my life um and it felt when the time had come that I I prepared better because I just I had that thought in the back of my head so I made the most of what I could anytime I saw them um so it felt more like the universe preparing me I don't have many people in my life that if they were gone I'd be utterly rocked um, just because of, unfortunately, you know, my childhood, like I, I had to depend on myself, you know, like I have my pillars now and my few people that I would be rocked by, but it's still like, probably I could easily count them on two hands. Um, but yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I've had that happen. That's not fun. Um, I have, meditated before and there's certain meditation like I do different kinds there's one where I like to almost like travel out of my body 
and I like travel out of my body into the room I'm in. Then I travel like to above my house, above my street, above my city, my state, our country, and then the earth. Um, and sometimes when I'm up there, I kid you not, I I see other people up there meditating. Um, I've gone up there and I have encountered ETs and I have talked to ETs. Um, oh God, that just totally reminded me of my migraine moment. Oh my God. So that was a crazy thing too. Do I even have enough time? All right. I'm trying not to make this too long. I'm telling you guys, I have so many weird experiences that happened to me. Um, so staying on track with the meditation thing, there was one day that I was doing this meditation and I was just up there sitting crisscross applesauce, meditating with everyone above the world. And I looked over and I saw my friend Alana, my celestial sister Alana. And she looked at me and she's like, Ray, you're here. And I was like, is this really happening? She's like, of course it is. I'm like, is it just happening in my head? She goes, well, yes, but it's actually happening for real. And I'm like, this is so crazy. And I was like, all right. So I finished meditating and then by the time I'm done meditating, I go to reach for my phone. She texts me, were you just meditating? Bitch, I got goosebumps. I was like, oh, that really happened? She goes, yeah, that that did just really happen. And we recounted the entire conversation together. We were miles apart. It probably takes me 10 minutes to drive to her house. Maybe 15 uh, like depending traffic but um but yeah miles apart and we had that exact encounter um it was a couple weeks ago I had the worst ma migraine of my life uh I was throwing up because it was so bad and I don't generally get that bad like I will be light noise smell sensitive but I've never physically gotten like ill from a migraine I couldn't keep food down. I couldn't keep water down. I took a COVID test because I didn't know what else it was. Um, and I tried taking Tylenol. My body threw that up. And I I wanted to die. Like, it was the worst feeling in the world. And I had drank water all day, still was throwing up water. It was just oh, unimaginable. Anyway, finally, I hit my my peak and I was laying in bed. I had a hot towel over my face and I'm like, I just need to escape my body for a moment. Like I just, I need my head out of my body because it felt like my brain was going to explode. That was the best way to put it. So I started to do my meditation where I come out of my body into the room and, you know, slowly go up above earth. And when I was up there, I didn't see anyone. Um, and then all of a sudden I started calling for help. And, like, by the time I was up there, I even just, like, felt weak, like, concentrating to stay up there. Um, not like I was falling asleep, but just it was just hard to focus. Like, it felt like I was using a lot of brain power. Um, and I was just like, help. I need help. I don't feel good. Please, family, someone, ET, like, can y'all help me? Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just, like, laying there. And then uh, a smaller craft with two entities in it scoop me up and I'm literally like laying on the floor of their craft and they're like are you okay and I'm like I don't know what's wrong like my body won't hold any food any water I can't take medicine feels like my head's going to explode I've tried everything like is there a way that you can help me 
Like, can you help me just like alleviate some of this pressure? And they're like, yeah, but you got to hold on. We got to take you to the other ship. And I'm like, cool. So like, I'm, mind you, I'm laying in bed. My husband is next to me. Okay. We're still talking and communicating here and there. I'm like giving him small responses because as soon as I respond to him, it's like I slowly start to lose connection with them. Um, and he's just like checking on me, you know, sitting next to me, watching his show and his AirPods, keeping me company while I just lay in bed. And they take me to the big ship. They lie me down on like this sofa situation and someone comes in to help me. And then someone looks at the doctor, like someone that's helping or whoever's the doctor-esque person. Um, and they're like, should we get her mom? And I like turn my head like in this vision. I'm like, my mom? Because I'm like, no. I thought my earth mom. I was like, don't bring her. I don't want her around. No. And they're like, no, not that mom. And I was like, oh, you mean my family's on this ship? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, can I meet them? So they came and they talked to me and like whatever they were doing, they literally had me like inhale some gas stuff that kept my like consciousness connected there, even though I was still awake in bed, like I could still move. I was still taking small sips of water um, to stay hydrated per their request because I had to keep putting something in my body. Um, And then they helped me meditate. And they did this different type of like meditation over uh, my chest and used that to like heal my head. And this probably went on for 45 minutes. And then I felt better. And I didn't want to leave yet. I was enjoying just not being in pain. And I was so afraid that if I came out of whatever meditation I was in, that the migraine would like slam back into me. I was utterly terrified. So I remember asking the entities, can I just stay a little longer? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like you can stay as long as your physical body can sustain the connection. You know, like whatever we gave you will probably wear off in a little bit. I'm like, that's fine. I was like, I, I'm cool to go whenever it wears off. I'm like, I just want to hang out. I just want the energy. I just, it's like a recharge. It feels so good. And they're like, okay, yeah, stay. And so we stayed and talked and they tried to elaborate on the situation when I was three because I asked them about that and they were like, yeah, that was us. Like, you know, we were so afraid that the way that you were becoming so aware and absorbing all of the energy from those negative adults in your life that you would lose focus and lose that like inner fire to like push past them to like push against their rules to actually do the right thing amidst like everyone trying to conform to something else Um, and they're like we didn't realize it would impact you so negatively when we left like we knew we shouldn't have shown up we weren't supposed to but we felt like we had no other option in that moment other than to reassure you And then that reassurance just sent you on a mission to just kind of like pack up and leave, which was the opposite of what you were supposed to do. And I was like, oh, that seems accurate. Um, And they still didn't want to tell me exactly what happened um, when I was a teenager and I lost my memory. They said that doesn't matter. They're like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that right now. And I'm like, okay, but I am. 
I don't like having blank spots in my memory. Um, but yeah, I had this full-on conversation while I was still aware of my surroundings. It was like I was, I could feel and hear the sensations around my body um, when something moved around me, but my awareness and my consciousness was not in my body. It was connected, but it was not there. Um, and then I slowly started to almost feel sleepy on their end, you know, like I couldn't hold the connection and, um, conversation with them. And then they said goodbye. And I was like, huh. And I took the towel off my head and my husband was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I think I'm hungry. And he goes, what? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, your headache's gone? I'm like, yeah, give it a few minutes, but I think so. He was like, what did you meditate on? Because I told him I was meditating while I was talking to him. Um, So like, even though he's like laughing at his show and stuff, because at first he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, you can laugh. Like that doesn't disrupt, like I hear you, but it doesn't disrupt my consciousness when I'm meditating. Um, So he was just like, you, that was what you were meditating on. And I told him, I was like, that was just weird. I was like, but I can't deny to you then my migraine is gone. Like I couldn't even have my eyes open. It was like a headache that slowly progressed throughout like a couple hours and went full blownsy. Couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't stand up straight because my stomach hurt. It felt like my forehead was going to explode and the back of my neck was going to just like sever. It felt like the top of my head was going to fall off. My temples, it was not everything hurt, everything. And it was probably like five hours. And then I meditated they did what they did, and I was healed, quote unquote. Now, was it ETs? Was it my meditation? I don't know. But either way, it fucking worked, and that is weird. <laughs> like, even me who did this, and I'm like, that's just weird. But there is a power to it. There is something to it. I can't explain it to you, and all I can do is just continuously trust in it because doing so has only led me down a path of success. Um, a lot of meditations and conversations I've had with quote unquote, this family over the past couple years has helped lead me to where I am right now with yoga. Uh, and that is only growing and getting better. And let me tell you, it all feels amazing. And it feels really cool to be able to now have a channel to put these things because growing up, we would take those aptitude tests, right? And I kid you not, the only answers I would get would be teacher, motivational speaker, and what was, how did they word it? Flight attendant for on a plane. And you know, what's funny is as far as teaching, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. I thought it being a teacher was cool. Um, as far as motivational speaking, people always told me, oh, you're going to grow up and be a motivational speaker. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, what? What? I'm 12. What am I going to motivate people on? Um, but hi, hello. Here I am. And, you know, as far as just being a yoga teacher, it just combines it all together. Now, the flight attendant part, I get because they have to, like, comfort people, assist people. They're pretty brave. They like to travel. And I love I would love that. Do I? Do I have the way to now? No. I mentally travel. Um, but I can definitely see where that would come into play. But yeah, somehow, some way, 
I I found my way here. Weird paths, but the more I follow, the more I trust, the more it works out. So tinfoil hat or not, who's the crazy one? You or me? I don't know. To be continued. But until then, digest all this. Let me know what you think. If you've had your own experiences, please, by all means, let's chat. I would love to. I would love to. I have a few friends that have had experiences, um, which always feels nice, feels validating. You don't feel so loony toony. Um, and then you have the other people that think that's cool, but what the fuck? I don't know if it's true. Um, and that's cool. That's valid. I I go through this stuff and it's even hard for me to accept um however this has been happening to me since I was three so now three fucking decades do the math and at this point it's just a fact of my life and I choose to work with it instead of against it and hope that in doing so I can only help myself and the people around me good intentions good energy that's all I got for y'all so love you have a great week Enjoy yourself, open your mind, let it go, and see what you discover. Toodaloo!